Hello, Monetization Nation. Today I'm joined by Gordon Glenister. Gordon is the author of Influencer Marketing Strategy. Sounds like a cool book title that, that we would absolutely love to read. He's also the host of the Influence the Global podcast on influencer marketing and the chair and founder of Influence the Division of the Branded Content Marketing Association. He's also the co-founder of the Top 100 Most Influential People Index. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Gordon. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be with you today, Nathan. Can you start off by sharing with us something that you are super passionate about? Um, well, I'm super passionate about influence. <laughs> uh, I've, do you know what? I've always wanted to be ironically in this sort of space and promoting and supporting other people. Uh, I've, I've loved it, to be honest, ever since I was a, as a child. Um, and one of the uh, since I've been in, in the sector, because prior to prior to being involved in the influencer marketing sector, I was very much involved in the merchandise or swag industry for, for a big part of my life. Um, and what I've been absolutely uh, fascinated by is to see the growth of this of this industry that I'm now very much part of and how it has really uh, embodied a lot of younger people. I mean, people of half my age, I look at some of the content creation and I just love it. Um, I'm amazed by the video, the TikTok, Instagram, and how it's just blows me away. So I'm, I'm absolutely passionate about uh, influence. I love it. In your work with influence, what is the greatest home run that you've hit so far? Well, you've mentioned it already. I think um, being able to write a book um, and when actually, I have to say, I'd only entered the industry for the first time six months prior. So I didn't have a long track record, you know, somebody that's come from running a trade association for 11 years and then uh, literally uh, pitching an idea to a publisher at a marketing event, actually just asking them initially, do you have a book on influencer marketing? And they said, no. And I said, well, I'm actually um, I'm actually the founder of the Branded Content Marketing Association uh, division, um, influence division rather. Um, and um, and I thought, well, you know, potentially, could this be of interest to you if I was to write this book, having never written a book before in my life? <laughs> so I wrote a, a short, short synopsis of what I thought the book was going to be all about. And bearing in mind, if I thought if I write it for me, um almost like an idiot's guide to i thought you know that would be a great start um anyway i went and saw the editor and they uh they kindly said yeah i i think they realized that not only was i a writer in terms of blogs and stuff like that but i was in a really good position uh, within the association network and i had uh, opportunities to speak at events so they probably realized not only could i write the book but i'd got a good way of promoting it as well and it has been a great success actually <laughs> congratulations and we're grateful that you're here on the show today to share some of your expertise from that with us uh, what's the biggest failure or mistake that you've had so far in your career and what you learn from it um well i think if there's many entrepreneurs that are listening to this I have a classic shiny new toy syndrome. I mean, it really is. Um, and and I've, I mean, I'm involved in multiple products. I've got a sustainable clothing brand. I'm helping launch a new rum brand. I'm the founder of numerous trade associations that I've built from scratch. 
Um, I've I run strategic workshops, just loads of different things. But I think so. I think probably it, this has spread a lot of my time and resource. But somebody said to me once, if you want a job done, give it to a busy person. And I think I probably labeled myself as that busy person. Um, but I think what somebody said to me once, a very good friend of mine says, um, do what you do best, i.e. be a master of one rather than a jack of all trades. And I've really taken that on board. So I use a lot of outsourced um, support. Um, particularly since I've started on my in my own journey a few years ago, and that's been phenomenal. So even sort of you know the the upwork you know these on these online and and, and Fiverr and places like that, um, I've got a fantastic graphic designer who who provides content for me in in the space of twenty four hours. So rather than learning about certain things, I you know I just don't want to do that. I want to be really good at what I do best and outsource yeah. the rest. Let's talk about this work you've done with these trade shows for a minute. Uh, I think we're at a, a really interesting transition point with associations and trade organizations, where historically they've provided a lot of value with with lobbying and legislation and and, and things like that and yeah. and events. And it seems like a lot of those organizations are making a transition to digital. Mm -hmm. It seems like a lot of them were even slow in making that transition. And a lot of them are now offering membership sites to their members. And I think there's great opportunities for entrepreneurs to go out, find a niche and create a membership site under the name of an association um, and almost go into a brand new niche and, and create a brand new association in your niche with a membership site. And the reason I think it's so important is because it's, I think it's one of the best ways to provide a recurring revenue stream today. Right. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that transition of these trade organizations to providing um, membership sites and recurring revenue streams online? Well, one of the things that's been, I mean, just from the trade association point of view, I used to run a trade association for 11 years as the uh, chief exec. Um, and one of the, you, you're right in the sense that many trade associations have found that their value proposition has been waning because people have been able to search for content online and all sorts of other online communities like Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, you know, so much free content out there. So these organizations have really needed to up their game and provide constant value to their members. Um, and of course, the, the one of the things that's come out of the pandemic is we've now become almost like a global um, we've been in touch with, particularly when you've looked looking at events online now, of course, we now can uh, uh, connect with associations all around the world. Whereas if it was a physical event, for example, people would have to go uh, to a hotel or a location to meet other people. Well, now um, some of the conferences have had record levels of, of, um, of people attend those events, which has been phenomenal. Um, and just to add to your point about... Um, uh, memberships, uh, online memberships. I mean, look at what's happened with Netflix, for example. It's been absolutely phenomenal over the uh, pandemic because, uh, in fact, I think they grew another 16 million subscribers in just two or three months of last year. <laughs> and, of course, Disney Plus, we were just talking about that before, weren't we, yeah. was, uh, was, was phenomenal. Um, 
Probably the only profitable thing Disney had going last year during the pandemic was yeah. their online subscription. Yeah. Well, subscription overall has is growing through the roof, and particularly subscription box businesses uh, that definitely provide reoccurring revenue. I mean, one of the things that's that's really fascinating about this growth is people want to feel part of a community. I always think if you buy something from a from a website, it seems very transactional. Whereas actually you create a membership, you create a community. And what you can do is provide all sorts of benefits alongside that, where it's maybe it's 10% off for that particular product line, uh, or they get early access to something that they otherwise wouldn't have had. And maybe there's an opportunity for other, other members then to meet each other, which you wouldn't normally get if you were merely a customer transaction. I mean, for example, in terms of an online community, Lego has over 4 million members in its Lego club community. And the vast majority of them are not 10 to 11 year old children. They are 40 to 50 year old uh, men who love making amazing Lego structures. <laughs> okay, how did how did you know that about me? I did you know I I actually collect Star Wars Legos. I have a whole bunch of Star Wars Legos, and I've yeah. been a fan ever since I was a, a kid. I'm not part of the Lego community, but I do love Legos. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, definitely a big growth in uh, big growth in membership, but it is all to do with uh, this uh, uh, opportunity to package up package up different products and services in such a way that you create a membership. I always say people come for content, but they stay for community. Can you think of an association that's done a really good job of making this digital transformation, both to a digital membership site to provide value and to a digital, like a virtual summit where they've been able to provide value to people who, who can't come to their physical events? Um, well, actually, the Chartered Institute of Marketing, which is a huge organization in the UK, um, they a lot of their revenue not just comes from membership, but comes from comes from learning. And they have got a this fantastic facility in England, um, which is a hotel. It's a training center. Well, during much of last year, they couldn't run any events and they'd always been talking about uh, providing, you know, online learning. And of course, the other thing that's most important is they needed to have online invigilation as well, um, because how were they going to do that? How were they going to mark people? Um, and they've been talking about this for no less than 11 years, about having an online platform, online invigilation. The pandemic came along. They did it in six months or three months. Yeah. I think it's three months, actually. <laughs> uh, that's one of, the, one of the greatest benefits of the pandemic is forcing the acceleration of the the move to these digital strategies that we knew we needed to do and and just kind of made us do it. So that's one of the big growth area is online education amongst uh, trade associations in particular, because it's often been their USP. Um, in fact, I was speaking to the, um, the Charlton Institute of Patent Attorneys and uh, by the way, there's an association for pretty much anything and everything, <laughs> however obscure. Um, I was speaking to him recently and he was saying for his conferences, for example, he was now able to uh, have, uh, uh, you know, some of the best speakers in the world in the field. And uh, I, although the, the cost of the conference was significantly lower, um, they were able to not have to fly these speakers in and spend huge amounts of money paying for them because they were sitting in their room in 
in Australia or America or, or Europe or whatever. And uh, they were only coming on for their sort of half an hour slot. Whereas before, they'd have to fly them into London, put them up in a hotel, pay a speaker fee. And all of that had to be replicated in the uh, the delegate price. So, of course, that's what's... And, and, and he was also saying to me is that we've doubled the number of delegates. Even though the, the delegate price has dropped, we've been able to do that. And and, and now some of these, uh, these associations are now looking at uh, franchise you know franchising their model into different parts of the country different parts of the world that is really fascinates me so you've got one association that tend to be very america or uk based and you're thinking if you've got a really great niche niche as you call it um why could you not translate that into you know different divisions around the world yeah, I love that. I, I've been part, so I call this concept cool hunting, where you find something that does really well in one geographic area, and then you replicate it in another niche. Exactly. Uh, I've, for example, I've done a lot of that in Brazil. I've helped start four different businesses in Brazil. You take something that's been wildly successful in the US and just do the same thing in Brazil with a completely different market. And, and it's, it's a very successful business model. What is your best monetization secret or strategy? Um, I think, um, as I would see myself as very much a thought leader um, and largely around the membership and influencer marketing space. So one of the things that I do is produce guides, research papers. So I've done, I've done two more recently. One was um, a COVID impact report. Uh, and the, the more recent one was the social CEO. Um, but bearing in mind my target client is trade associations because I help them with their sort of corporate strategy and all manner of different services there. Um, what I did is I interview uh, over 40 CEOs within this community. Now, what was really fascinating about this is by interviewing all of these people and reaching out to them. So I'm not at that moment trying to sell them anything. I'm just saying I'm putting a paper together. I'd love to have you involved in this. Um, the amount of people that are very happy to give me their time at CEO level was phenomenal. But of course, in that one hour Zoom, they are pretty much telling me anything and about anything and everything about their challenges, their issues, which is ex extremely good for the report. But it's highly valuable as a lead generation tool for me to understand what some of their issues and challenges are. So later down the line, of course, I would be having a conversation with them and saying, oh, thanks again for your amazing insights, really helpful. And I remember you were telling me about X, Y, Z, and I just wondered perhaps we could follow up on a, on a meeting and talk about how we can help solve that problem. And so not only has it been a really great way of, of uh, creating real thought leadership content, but it's actually been a really great idea to um, you know sell other services um, because I've been the author of that report the acceptance for my second call to talk to them about my services has been has been you know pretty much like 80 percent uh, so that's been really good and of course when you start to see the report out in the marketplace and on my websites other people can download that so they start to see me as somebody that knows their stuff and then I'm asked to write articles. So, of course, when I call people, or actually a lot of the time people are calling me and said, oh, I saw your white paper on the COVID impact. It was really fascinating. We'd love to have a chat with you about, you know. So uh, 
So I guess the answer to your question is, is the um, the white paper research guide, if you will, is a great, even though it may be seen as a uh, info swap initially, it generates loads of leads because of the credibility of you having written it and also you having interviewed some heavyweight people. Yeah, you built a relationship with them, you provided value with them, and then establish credibility for yourself. I love absolutely, it. Absolutely. It's what I call the jab, jab, punch. You know, it's effectively what you're doing is you're giving, you're giving, you're giving, then you're asking, you know. Yeah. Very it's effective. The same approach, it's the same approach I, I say to people when you're working with influencers as well. Um, you know, people that just reach out to influencers cold. It's no surprise 65% of them don't don't respond because there's yep. been no thought in the approach that they take. Yeah, and that same strategy you're using to in interview them for a white paper works really well with the podcast. A lot of people are using that same strategy. They have a podcast and they invite all of those CEOs or influencers or whoever they want to build relationships with onto their show. Dave. Get a relationship with them, give them reach and exposure, and, and then it's a lot easier to do work with them going forward. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one of the best reasons or biggest benefits of doing a podcast is the relationships you get with amazing and, and, people. And, and, and it's so true, Nathan. You know, my, my program is called the, the Connector Framework. And right in the center is my value statement to that framework. And it says, creating the connections that count. So it's not about just picking up a bunch of, you know, people that, that anywhere and everywhere. It's, it's actually creating the right type of people that count. What do you feel is the biggest tectonic shift that is transforming the business landscape today? So obviously from an influencer point of view, I think it's, it's, it's people marketing. You know, I think the fact that uh, once upon a time, um, you know, you, 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 the, the main advertising channels would be TV, radio, billboard, uh, newspaper ads, you know, magazine ads, you know, now all of those revenues have been significantly uh, dropping even before the pandemic. The pandemic has only accelerated that. Influencer marketing, on the other hand, has grown like phenomenally. I mean, in 2016, it was an industry worth around 1.6 billion. Now it's close to 15 billion in just that short period of time. Um, and because the, the, we, we actually trust the opinions of friends, colleagues, uh, other customers more than anything else. I mean, look at TripAdvisor, for example. We now go and before we go and book a hotel, we'll just, we'll just check out. Before we go and buy something on Amazon, we'll just check out the reviews because we know that it's from other people. Um, and uh, lots of very successful influencers have been reviewers you know, they've got their own channels and they are they're, they're product reviewers and where we've 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 managed to build up relationships with these individuals. And it really does fascinate me um, because the ones that are really successful are just authentic storytellers. They help bring brands and products to life that actually brands can't do it, don't do enough of a good job as it is. Um, there's a great lady, I don't know if you've heard of her, called Super Blondie. She's an Australian um, uh, model presenter, but she absolutely loves supercars. And, you know, she's got this video crew with her 
And she always is promoting these amazing limited edition, you know, just top of the range cars, you know, Rolls Royce, Bentleys, uh, you know, Maseratis, all these amazing things with, with buttons that with the, with the uh, doors going up and down and everything, all that really cool stuff. <laughs> but what she does, she really enthuses. She, you feel like you're going on a journey with them. Um, another guy is the yacht guy. Um, he does the same with super super yachts, uh, and and that's what I think is fascinating about some of these content creators. They they're bringing brands to life in a way that one dimensional advertising never really did. I mean, how many times do you used to flick over a magazine or a newspaper or just go past a billboard? Now, with the attention, it's all about the attention economy, isn't it? It's all about actually you know how we with so much noise we've got so many brand messages coming to us every every minute of the day you've really got to stand out um and and i think that's why some brands are using shock tactics um but um i think it's a very good example of great a great billboard advert actually i've got to tell you this because i loved it um you know the beer carlsberg do you know the big the beer carlsberg carlsberg i don't know that Okay, all right. So it's a very big uh, beer, um, actually, originally from Denmark. And the the billboard said um, probably the best lager, uh, no, probably the best billboard ad in the world because what they'd done is they'd put a, a beer dispenser actually into the billboard. So it was actually serving having pints of beer <laughs> and there were queues of people along outside this billboard. And even if they just did that for once, what was really fascinating about this, it was then used as part of an influencer marketing campaign, advertising campaign, even though they'd only done one billboard ad, but because it was so powerful, um, it was shared in that way. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Free beer from a billboard. That's great. Yeah. Freemium advertising, give away something and then sell something else. Thank you so much, Gordon, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. Here are some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, membership sites and communities can help us stay connected with our customers while also providing an additional recurring revenue stream. Number two, people come for content, but they stay for community. Number three, membership sites and communities can help our business become global. Number four, we should focus on what we do best and be a master of one rather than a jack of all trades. Number five, interviewing our ideal customers for a book, research report, or a podcast can help us gain leads, build relationships, and build credibility. And number six, influencers and content creators can help us bring our brand to life in a way that one-dimensional advertising never really did. You can learn more about or connect with Gordon on LinkedIn, on his podcast, or his book. And there's links to each of those in the blog post for this episode at monetizationnation.com. You can also get a free ebook about passion marketing and learn how to become a top priority of your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. You can also subscribe for free to Monetization Nation on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook group, and on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, and I wish you success as you build your online communities and memberships. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free 
And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it. 